yeah, that seems to. I'm watching it. <laughs> okay. Hello and, Hello welcome. and welcome to Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. I'm Ollie. I'm Ben. And I'm Tom, and we didn't rehearse that. <laughs> As you can <laughs> tell. <laughs> well, this is the first time we're going live, so um, hopefully we'll, it'll be okay. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, type them in the chat. We currently have one viewer, and it's probably me. It's... <laughs> it might be me. <laughs> Although I just turned it off. So, we're pleased to announce that Birdemic is the uh, the best movie of all time. Whoa! Hey! Oh, that was so good. Well done. I'm sure James in the win is proud. Hey! <laughs> How do you where, pronounce it? Where do we start with this? Oh. Hmm. Well, I think we'll put we'll give a little bit of background first. Birdemic <laughs> is widely known as one of the worst movies of all time. What? I know. I can't believe it. It was amazing. Uh, it's it's known for its um, amazing use of visual effects. It's um, <laughs> it's artistic use of dialogue <laughs> and y- unique directing style. <laughs> I just remembered one of the lights. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> one point eight. So one point eight out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, that's yep. pretty good. I thought it's you could end up with one. Isn't it better than Birdemic 2? Uh, I've not seen Birdemic 2. You have. It, well, I mean the score on IMDb. Yeah, oh, the yeah, fi- yeah. The film According is... To IMDb, it's better. The film, like, all jokes aside, is terrible, but, like, it's still better than Birdemic 2. <laughs> it's not just forcefully trying to be bad, but, like, not in a so-bad-that-it's-good way. Yeah, the first film, I think... I don't think it was a fully aware of how bad it was being, and therefore that's the sort of charm in it. You can enjoy it because of how bad it is. Should but we, the second uh, film... Talk in depth about the first film before going on to the second. Oh yeah, yeah, just but like, the second one was trying to take the, what the first one had going for it and just like, <laughs> make it worse. Like, yeah. they tried to capitalise on it and it didn't work. So, um... What? It says it's an hour and 45 on IMDb. That's probably with the yeah. deleted scene. Oh yeah, they sometimes it's like they a fifteen-minute deleted scene. Mm. <laughs> it must have been. I can't it remember. Surprised me with the length of the. So should we? Dull should moments. We, should we give a plot summary? <laughs> plot summary. Well, you'd think it'd be really quick, but then you remember that the birds only come in halfway through. Yeah. Just over halfway through, as we calculated. We were getting ready for the birds to come in exactly at halfway, but unfortunately, there were about two minutes of establishing shots. Yeah. <laughs> showing that they're not under attack yet. So and then the, they the basic plot seems to be following um, a guy called Rod, who is essentially an NPC, <laughs> um, through through his his life. He's um, he's been. He's made a good sale. He's he's got a lot of things going for him. His company has um, received he's investment. But now he's a salesman. Mm. And he also he's also found a, a woman who he likes, who he met in elementary school, and somehow <laughs> <laughs> somehow managed to recognise. <laughs> um, they just said school. I don't. <laughs> she's a fashion model, though. Yeah, but she's a. Remember, her mum doesn't approve of her dreams, but also fully supports her dreams. Mm. <laughs> and find the, out. So the first, the first half of the film is literally just following him and their sort of romance, I guess. 
And the, the... You know, you'd think that for, you'd, you know, 45 minutes of developing this relationship, maybe something would happen. But mm. instead, you just get like five minutes of them watching carved pumpkins go past on some point. <laughs> and thinking, wow, this is helpful. Um, um, so, oh, it uh, also develops his relationship with his friend. Oh, yeah, yeah G- generic name. bro dude. <laughs> yeah, with fantastic dialogue such as uh, a day without sex is a wasted day. Wow. <laughs> That's the a day wasted, actually. Oh, a day yeah. wasted, sorry. It's oh. a day wasted man, actually. Oh, I don't, I don't have the script. Up. Is, is he Tony or is he Ramsey? We haven't memorized the script. And he, he, he is in a relationship with uh, another woman called May, I think. Um, and um, there's a yes. random... There's a random sex scene with, for no reason at all, with um, a Yoko Ono poster above them. Like, imagine peace. And she wears a Yoko Ono t-shirt mm. of the exact yeah. same design. And so by and about halfway through, the double date. Oh, it's a thrilling double <laughs> date. Standing in the car park for five minutes. <laughs> it's not even five minutes. It's like two. The whole date is them in the car park for two minutes. <laughs> And then generic bro dude is another another good line where he's oh, like, "Wow, really May and I need to get to work, <laughs> sensual work." Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's so, that's subtlety. So by about halfway through, nothing's happened apart from um, the NPC and generic blonde girl have gone to gone to a bar and. Um, had a little dance to the amazing Damien Carter, who fully saved the film with his amazing song, Hanging Out With My Family. <laughs> it's actually called Just Hanging Out. <laughs> I'm such a fake fan. You are. Um, and, then they, and then they go to a hotel and have a, a bit of um, cheeky time. And they wake oh, up in the morning. That's terrible, because Natalie looks extremely uncomfortable. Or the actor of Natalie, I mean. Because, mm. I mean, <laughs> you she... would be. Yo, it's, it's just... like an NPC eyeing you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the next morning, he's still in his clothes. Like, so they clearly haven't had um, any <laughs> <Okay>. sexual time. <laughs> but then the next morning, after some painful establishing shots... Out of nowhere, zero to a hundred, there are some birds that just that attacking stuff with explosions. <laughs> they dive bomb and explode, and you know, I mean, I don't know what the budget is. Is it like two billion? How much is it? Can't remember. Two billion, maybe, maybe three p. I don't know. Uh, something around that. <laughs> they they get attacked in the hotel room. By attacked, we mean these eagles hover outside their windows, so mm-hmm. they put a mattress up against it <laughs> and accidentally break part of the room, which is probably where all the budget went. Budget is a whopping ten grand. Wow. I would have thought it would have been less. <laughs> well, it's dollars. So I guess they had to pay the actors. That's true. And like the, the actors, pay them quite a lot to do that. The actor of Natalie isn't even that bad compared to the rest of the movie, that is. Yeah, I think I think that she wasn't too bad. I think a bad direction she was didn't human. help because, uh, yeah, she was an actual human and not a reptilian. Yeah. <laughs> but Mark Zuckerberg if, maybe was if better the direction than was a bit better, it would have been, you know, tolerable. Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know what they told them to do, especially... For example, the famous coat hanger scene where they need to prep themselves. This is just after the eagles have menacingly hovered outside their window. (laughs) A character goes, we need to defend ourselves. So they grab some coat hangers and kind of vaguely wave them around, (laughs) which is an insight into what the direction was, i.e. there was no direction. Yeah, and so the plot then progresses in that they seem to be somehow on the run from these birds. They they meet some people who were in the room next to them, and they sort of they they kind of go in a car and they have um 
<laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah, they've got assault rifles, on them. Yeah, they've got assault yeah. rifles and they're um. <laughs> Just <laughs> what do they do? They do they drive off? Then they find some kids in like a car that's been attacked onto the boot. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. And these kids are spoilt as heck. They they. <laughs> I want a I want a happy meal. <laughs> 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 what else did they do? They uh oh, they they go to a petrol station, which there is still a guy there, and they oh, yeah. pay by card. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and the society they... is still obviously fine. The the they waltz into the uh the petrol station with the opening line. Hi, some of my friends got murdered by the birds. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but essentially that. <laughs> and they got yeah. just like a hundred dollars a gallon. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, uh, well, I get them putting that in there, but I can't believe he was still working. Mm, mm, just... Yeah. So, so, I don't know. And then they, they, they somehow, for some reason, stop for a picnic, and then they run into um, this scientist <laughs> who's sort of like brings the, what I'm assuming is sort of the message of the film, in that. Um, it was somehow, somehow linked to global warming and uh, the humans' impact on the planet that made these birds suddenly go angry and turn on everyone. Which, it's I guess, <laughs> I guess is an okay message, but quite how you can even vaguely re like relate that to this film, I don't understand. It's like on the TV at the start, and it's um, and then. The polar bears won't have anything to eat, and they would eat seals, but they'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try and foreshadow this, this rammed reveal. And then she just blankly stares at the camera for ten seconds. <laughs> mm. Oh, so, so good. So then they go on for a bit, and they meet another man um, who's in a cowboy hat, and he he says, "Howdy, can I uh, can I have some of your fuel?" No, we just bought it for a hundred dollars a gallon. So unfortunately, we don't have any spare. He pulls out a gun, whips out a gun, goes to goes to take the fuel. Uh, gets murdered by the birds. They leave without the fuel. <laughs> just in the middle of the room. It's so. Oh, but don't worry because they magically have it later on. <laughs> yeah. Also, the kids disappear for like a good ten minutes. And then appear. <laughs> Um, so then they, they they try and see see a lot of this plot is just like random little ha things happening. It's not really anything big and interesting. It's just a series of small little uh, scenes that make very dif very little sense. Um, in, like they stop for some water and they meet uh, a tree hugger called uh, <laughs> Tom Hill who lives in a tree. Yep. <laughs> And not in he, a hill. No, not in a hill. In a tree. And he goes on a little environmental rant, and then says, "Can they go oh, no. play in the treehouse?" And it's a mountain <laughs> lion. Yeah. The fire. There's, there's a mountain lion. Oh no! Luckily, they have to run away. They Luckily, run away. We know and... he survives because he's cast in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and the forest also burns down with more brilliant effects. With a brilliant bit after of them getting in the car while all still coughing and there's no smoke or fire behind them, <laughs> apart from when they drive off when there are three separate sections of flame. Yeah. So then it's sort of instead of going to a grand finale, it sort of fizzles out because they go they go to the beach, um, to and. They get some. They get some fish. They 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 cook the fish and and then they go into the they car. Want a happy and... meal. <laughs> the kids want a happy meal. They go to the car. Birds start attacking the car, and then the birds fly off. And then there's some huge triumphant music, as if they've achieved something. <laughs> like wow, it's it's the sort of stuff you hear at the end of like a movie where they've beaten all of the villains. But really, all that's happened is the birds have flown away. Exactly the same thing that happened back at the hotel, but they got really scared about. It's... <laughs> they do literally just fly off. 
They fly the, off, the yeah. The last line of dialogue. <laughs> if you can hear it behind all the background <laughs> noise, just going... <laughs> I think she says, like, why did they stop attacking us? <laughs> and I really hope that was just the actress saying that, because she had no idea. <laughs> like, why are they just flying off? It's such... I don't know. I mean, I mean, not that I was really hoping for a satisfying ending. <laughs> don't question the creative talent behind Birdemic. Uh, behind James Nguyen. Yeah. What a guy. Just true talent. And so, he said that they, I noticed it said they reused footage from one of his other films as well, which I think yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> Have we got any questions from the chat? Oh yeah, there appears to be one from uh, Skilldozer123 saying what are the six most <laughs> iconic moments in this film? It's funny that you said that. Mm, <laughs> it's almost as if we'd prepared for that. Wow. <laughs> he wants to go through the iconic moments. Well, there's six, and that's divisible by three. So, we'll take it in turns. <laughs> I'll go first. Start I'll right at the start, and that is the intro. Hmm. Yeah, oh, of course. It's about five minutes of <laughs> driving the car. Yeah. Sorry, With say, really. iconic music. 30 yep. seconds of music looped. <laughs> <laughs> how do, I can't even remember how it goes. <laughs> yeah, settle in for that. <laughs> I wonder if they actually filmed that or if they just used stock footage. They probably used stock footage. They, they probably didn't, didn't put credits up or anything, did they? There's no. Are there any opening credits? There are, there but are. like, oh, there yeah, are. fake for fun. the full five. Okay. Minutes. Yeah, there's like thirty seconds breaks between each one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then um, and then next up we have uh the the clapping scene. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Which is where his the company that NPC works at gets uh gets bought for. Ten million dollars, um, and so they celebrate by clapping, and then it cuts, and the clapping starts again, and then it cuts, and the clapping starts again, exactly <laughs> like us at the start of this episode. Switching between the different shots of the clapping, but they just restart at the start of the shot every time, mm. <laughs> which is just ridiculous. And um, not only that, but after that's finished, he then says something else, and it starts all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the highlights of the entire film. And then the NPC's friend is getting a little bit too excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Like, like, oh, let's make his friend quirky. He starts humping his chair. It's like, okay. <laughs> Generic bro, dude. Um, obviously, another iconic moment is a romantic dinner for two. When I say for two, I mean it's literally just two of them in a restaurant <laughs> and then afterwards they get on the dance floor again still just two of them and Damien Carter sings his masterfully composed just hanging out just hanging out, hanging out hanging out <laughs> hanging out with my family having ourselves a party just Times hanging four. out <laughs> hanging out the, the full song is performed Oh yeah, it's just a full song. I a feeling they commissioned him for it, and poor guy was like, surely this is by chance for some exposure. Yeah, he, he sounds like he put a load of work into it, and it's unironically a, quite a good song. Well, it's okay. A cool summer be... breeze, make me feel at ease. Perception the might be altered by just watching Birdemic. Mm. The lyrics are a little bit <laughs> weird. What's wrong with the lyrics? Uh, his grandma's prancing and sweet home Alabama. <laughs> so, so that's the, very iconic. The next iconic moment is, as we mentioned, the mountain lion scene. <laughs> the the famous uh, mountain lion, which we never get to see. Yeah, we live in the tr- I live in the tree, and uh, <laughs> just the best character in the whole of course whole film. He once again explains the environmental importance of the bird attacks. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't care about the <laughs> however many people are dying. I'm just worried that my trees will die. <laughs> and they do. They right. set on fire from unknown sources. But he has to run away because of a mountain lion. <laughs> and he doesn't 
IMDb doesn't do injustice because they don't actually have his name. It's just Tree Hugger. Can we update that page, please? I mean, in the credits of the oh. film, it, cra- it credits him as Tree Hugger, but he says his name. He says his name yeah. is Tom Hill, so I don't understand why they do that. <laughs> they obviously knew that everyone would just forget it. They did my man dirty. Hello? <laughs> they really did. Um, and then there's the, the amazing scene, which um, involved <laughs> the... Uh, the the woman, the, the the girlfriend, who of the the people who were next door Say to them the in the human. hotel. Oh yeah, the human. <laughs> uh, she she went to um, she she went to perform some bodily functions and um, got brutally murdered by a, <laughs> a VFX bird. <laughs> and sweeps in a. She's dead. The best part, though, is isn't even the murder. It's it's the characters' reactions afterwards. The <laughs> Natalie runs back to the car. Generic blonde girl runs back to the car, uh, sc- screaming, and then um, the murdered girl's <laughs> the murdered girl's boyfriend <laughs> gets up, runs back to where she was. The shot lasts for last... oh, it's so long. <laughs> mm. Looks ridiculous. And, and then it cuts back to him in the car. He just slaps the dashboard, gets a bit angry, whilst NPC looks on emotionless. <laughs> and during all and of then this, he just... <laughs> go on. I was just gonna say, and then after that, we just have the cardboard put out of uh, the NPC, just sitting there for like five minutes because the actor could probably come in. <laughs> <laughs> And during all of this, the kids were suspiciously absent. Yeah. <laughs> Off the cast couldn't come in that day, so they just worked around it. Yeah. <sighs> Truly iconic scene. And then we've got the last one, Tom. Is this is coat hangers wrong? Mm-hmm. So obviously, this is the awkward sex scene beforehand of just like oh. The actor's obviously uncomfortable. Well, M- NPC isn't, but Natalie is. And I would be too. Like, it's just, oh, so awkward. But then they wake up, birds hovering outside, put some mattresses up, the birds just fly off because, I don't know, maybe they're scared of mattresses. Go around to the other people. Uh, they also know about the menacingly hovering eagles and say, we need to defend ourselves. Grab some coat hangers. All stand back to back in what's gearing up to the most epic action scene of the century, and then they wave coat hangers around at birds that stay still on the frame. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get about two noises of a bird going. Sounds like there's about two of them. I think. Hmm. There's like two different uh, stock noises that get repeated throughout the whole movie. And there are points where it's, they don't even switch up between the two. It's the same noise over and over again. It sounds like a kid on a soundboard, like pressing the same button over and over again. It's and the, oh, really but then the, yeah, is this the eagle noise that you pointed out, Tom? Yeah, it does the eagle noise that you've probably heard loads of times. People like the... often use it ironically, like on YouTube clips. I'm pretty sure. If you just go on like stock sound effects, you'll be able to find it pretty quick. The Wilhelm scream of eagle noises. Yes, it really is. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our list. If you want more lists, subscribe to Watchmen. I mean, Entertainment <laughs> Makes Sense podcast. <laughs> We've got a list, but now it's not numbered, so uh, it doesn't count. Oh, oh no. We've got, we've got some most... criticisms, but which, when we say criticisms, we really mean the highlights of the film. Oh, yes. For example, the editing is on point. Just having shots where we'll have a character talk and then it cuts to the next character who waits about five seconds before starting to speak and they just couldn't be bothered to cut that off. So you get really awkward conversations that are really stagnated. and Oh, it's just... It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Uh, I mean, the acting, as we said... Rod is a cardboard box, I think, maybe. I, I think that's what he is. 
The mm. highlight is probably from Natalie's mum, who actually appears to be a human. Wow, incredible. <laughs> and the special effects budget. Um, I mean, I don't know if there was a special effects budget, <laughs> but they, there were some special effects. I think that says a lot. Well, honestly, With, when... <laughs> the special effects were actually higher resolution than the cameras. Did we say yeah. that? But it still looks terrible. So <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's higher resolution, but it well, looks be- more pixelated. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's higher resolution and like less blurry. It's really, really bl- glaringly obvious that they've been superimposed. And that's <laughs> yeah. without mentioning like the camera moving a little bit, but the... Um... The, the birds staying constant on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and with the same flapping motion up and down while they stay in one place. And no then that... <laughs> movement. <laughs> and then that one, um, that one little uh, VFX shot where the bird gets, gets killed and falls to the ground, then gets reused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to talk oh, about yeah. that. See, with in the, the midst of all the, the AR bullets. Rifle, just sh- gunning out of the car, and it, it's so loud. I don't know what the sound mixing is, but some of the dialogue is really quiet, and then you just get <gasps> out of the gun. Oh, it's it awful. Silence. No bird noises. And you just see one single bird shot. get hit, and then just fall to the ground. It's so... <laughs> it had me in hysterics. It sounds like they, they didn't even use microphones. It sounds like they used the camera mics. So, like, when, when like... It's quite a way back from the characters. You get a load of background noise because you're trying to hear the um, hear the actual dialogue. But then there's, you cut to a closer one, and it's right next to them. There's no background noise. Yeah. So the background noise will change between shots. And then there'll be like a little form. there'll be a little montage, and like instead of any music or visual or like sound effects, it's just absolute silence. <laughs> <laughs> Like even the the one of the date when they was talking and like the, you would have expected like I don't know there was a little bit of music yeah. but there wasn't. It started with no dialogue and then they started the dialogue. Very maybe weird. Um, maybe they tried to keep the music minimal just to heighten the impact of the Damien Card song. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what it came along. And uh, the the see where they first meet. I think. Well, it's like t- technically the first scene after the ten billion years of car mm. in the diner. <laughs> For some reason, the actress looks like she keeps opening her mouth like she's about to speak and then stopping, and then we'll open her mouth again and stop. I, d- I don't know what the director was waving behind the camera at her to do. But <laughs> Maybe he was like giving her a cue to speak and was like giving a thumbs up and then just realised, no, cut, cut, no, 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 thumbs up, no, 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 cut, no, thumbs up, no, cut, 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 cut. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe, Just... maybe he was such a perfectionist that he had to get multiple takes of her opening her mouth. <laughs> to cut them out. I don't think they shot anything more than once. Because mm. there's just a scene where Natalie's mum just butchers a dialogue and then they just <laughs> carry on. They left it in. And yeah. No, but they do cut out uh, on the beach scene. Oh, what does Natalie say? She oh, I can't remember what it is. They cut it and then they put a different. It's literally in the middle of her saying something. I can't remember what she's saying now. She's saying some lie. Sure you can't remember, or you just couldn't hear it. <laughs> Probably both. They cut it in the middle of her sentence, and then she starts again and says something slightly different. So I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Good. Oh, no, are we going to get NPC Ollie again? Yes, I agree with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. And then there's <laughs> no one knows our secret. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 um the characters had no no depth to them at all. They were so so surface level, like generic bro dude, generic blonde girl, generic NPC protagonist. Uh, the and... blonde girl was not generic. She liked to go to the movies and dance at clubs, Ben. Oh yes, <laughs> she's not like the other girls. <laughs> she's not like the other girls. She wants to be a fashion model. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> he, scripts he doesn't really mention this a lot, but protagonist uh, used to be a software engineer and is now a salesman. Wait, Big what? Ladder. I don't think I think he I don't think he mentions it that much. Maybe only like uh, I don't know, ten times. No, oh, you're having a laugh. I I don't think I ever noticed that. <laughs> I'm so glad you pointed that out. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Because you wouldn't have noticed otherwise. Yeah. It's just really awkward, shoved-in scenes of like I don't know if you remember. You probably don't remember half of them because they do nothing. <laughs> like a scene where uh, the pr- protagonist gets his house like checked out for solar panels oh, it yeah. doesn't have any impact apart from the fact that this film is trying to push an environmental message which the director denies by the way he direct he denies that it's um like about raising awareness for global warming which is weird okay so there's just a solar so panel the- scene where the guy's like oh yeah it's twenty thousand uh, dollars and then <laughs> the protagonist literally all he says is can I get it for any cheaper? And the guy says, sure, I'll knock a thousand dollars off. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty big reduction. So the only thing the script had going for it, which was some sort of pseudo-environmental preachy message, was not even was not <laughs> even intentional. The director denied it. Well, he, it's, it's obviously supposed to be there, though, like with the awkward... Um, you know, news scenes of the reporter that looks really low down for some reason, which is all about environmental impact. And then you get the solar panel fitting scene. Then the protagonist makes a solar panel company, which sells solar panels ridiculously cheap and is never mentioned again. (laughs) Then there's the scientist guy talks about global warming and how it's caused the birds. And then there's the tree hugger who talks about global warming. I'm pretty hmm. sure it's supposed to have an environmental message. <laughs> uh, I don't know why they deny it. No, I don't know why you'd think that. Not <laughs> scientists just been ready for the pandemic for ten years. Oh yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah. He was wearing a mask. Don't come near me. And obviously, like it's a good message, but it just makes it laughable. <laughs> mm. Just the fact that. I mean, <laughs> who's going to take it seriously after watching Birdemic? Me. <laughs> I'm going to go volunteer for Greenpeace right now. <laughs> well, obviously you, you take it seriously before, but is someone going to watch like, Birdemic? Why did it come? Like, wow. You know, I really should have thought more about this issue. Um, this film has really enlightened it to me that maybe we'll all die from killer birds. Hmm. <laughs> that explode. Occasionally. And then the director's just like, oh, no, it's not about environmentalism. And it's like, oh, what? What's that? <laughs> Completely forgotten that. Mm. And then the oh, directing, which just, you can't even, you, there's, it's just bad. There's no, <laughs> like, you can enjoy the film because it's bad, but there's no way you can deny how terrible the directing was. There've been there were a couple of shots where it would pan across to something and pan back. There were uh, <laughs> the the pacing was awful. There were shots that lasted too long, literally had me screaming at the film, "Please cut!" He <laughs> <laughs> <It> did. <laughs> I that did as well. <laughs> and then there were times when there were just stupid, stupid little things. Um, like cutting to the same, the same thing, the same uh, space in the uh, the the boardroom, like later on. So all the people have disappeared. It just <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you can't really put it into words. You just have to watch it. Mm. It's one it of really the, I've seen it. How many times? I think I've seen it. At least three times, maybe four. By now, you've seen been it. blessed with a deleted scene. <laughs> I have. It could be one of those things that, like, maybe. It... Have I watched it more than other any other film? No, that can't be right. I'm. I've probably watched other. I've probably watched like a. How many times um, have you watched Avengers Endgame? Dark Knight or something. I've only watched Endgame. Oh yeah, Dark Knight. I've seen quite a lot and. Scott Pilgrim versus the world and Hot Fuzz and stuff. 
Hopefully. Hopefully it's not the film I've seen the most times. That would be depressing. <laughs> Actually, I've probably seen... Uh, I know what I've probably seen more. Wallace and Gromit in The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Ooh. And it's definitely Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> I don't know if that's worse or better than Birdemic, but I've seen it the most. I, I am, it is worth it, though. got to say. I but, have it on DVD, but it... Uh, don't tell anyone this, but it, it is... The full movie is on YouTube. Oh, no. But and if you want to... if you say he owns no copyright. But if you if you want to if you want to support the creators, then um, <laughs> there's a link to buy the DVD in the description. It's uh, a worthy investment. You could just get Tom to send it to you. I could send you a Westworld as well. Yeah. yeah. Just DM we'll DM us on Twitter. <laughs> so um, let's let's wrap it up. What what are your your thoughts on the movie as a whole? It's. Probably like one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's so bad though, it's so good. Yeah. Objectively, Truly. it's a terrible film, but it's still enjoyable regardless because you can laugh at how terrible it is. Yeah. <clears throat> There's not there are parts that are so like excruciating and hard to get through, but for the most part it's just so funny that it actually went quite quickly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I remember I thought it'd been about 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, 40 minutes have gone by. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in the first act as well. <laughs> yeah, when nothing happens. You'd have thought that would really drag out, but um, for some reason some it didn't. Some of the highlights are there. Mm. How about our ratings? Rating? Yeah. Well, the problem Ooh. is, objectively, you have to go really, really low. Could we I do... Know, it's um, hard. But in terms of enjoyment, you could it you could be quite. Can we high. give it a negative score? Because <laughs> I know that there's a channel called Jello Apocalypse who will rate things positive on good value, and then like minus ten out of minus ten is hilariously bad. Yeah, could do mm. that. I don't know. <laughs> or is that too? I mean, we haven't done of... that before, but we haven't we haven't done discussed a movie like Birdemic before. <laughs> well, actually, we have because we did well, this we episode now. before. I think got to. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, so when we when we left the the podcast a couple of years ago, that we did actually have two lost episodes, um, where we discussed Blade Runner twenty forty nine with uh, Tom's Definitely special guest, right? Yeah. And yeah. we also did Bird. Well, we said that two years ago. <laughs> if, back then, you were only allowed if we were talking about Blade Runner. But now we're yeah. a little bit more lenient. I was. They were the only two episodes I did. And one of them wasn't released. Mm. I'm the Blade Runner expert. I've read the book now as well. True expert. The same. <laughs> yeah, so... Might just have to give it a five, just because it's one on actual quality, but ten on entertainment, so I'll just go in the middle. That makes sense. Solid five, yeah. yeah. Average it out. <laughs> yeah, go five. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna, go, not I'm gonna go five. ten. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a review! What a film! What a film! Well done. Hey! Hey! Let's recycle this joke. Let's go. Hey! If they got to recycle footage from their first film, we can recycle a joke, okay? Oh, if if only this entire episode. If only we still had the original Birdemic review, we could have recycled uh, some of the footage from that. (laughs) We wouldn't have to speak (laughs) as much. Okay. Well, do we have recommendations? Yep. Oh, we do. Who wants to start? Hmm. Well, I guess I guess I'll start, start this week because I um then because some I... cheeky music. Yeah, I haven't watched much TV, much film and TV recently. I need to I need to look for stuff to watch and to recommend. But in the meantime, given we're entertainment of excellence, we we have the the license to go for other forms. So, I would like to recommend the album Ventura by Anderson Pack, and. 
think it might be with the three the three nationals as well. Basically, it's um, it's his latest album from two thousand nineteen, and whilst some of his fans prefer his twenty fifteen one Malibu, um, I I like this one the best because it's the one that got me into him. So it's basically like um, it's a soul album, um, and a soul R and B like straight out the seventies. Um, very much a tribute to some of the classics, um, but with a modern twist. Like it still has some some sort of hip hop production, and I think it was executive produced by Dr. Dre. So um, the, there's a bit of that. Um, so he's beats then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's not all programmed though because he's a drummer and he does his uh, he does some of his drums on the album and he performs while drumming often live so he's i can't really describe his voice it's somewhere between singing and rapping it's like both it's like melodic melodic rapping i guess childish gambino almost i guess or... yeah um but maybe but like with a bit more soul like more much more 70s influence than gambino um Ooh. so then there's and he's got some features on there. Like he has, he features Smokey Robinson, who's a huge um, singer from that sort of time frame. Um, and they, the lyrics are sort of they they sort of deal with some of the similar some similar themes in the in the in the seventies with you know, like, classic relationship stuff. But then he also modernizes a bit with his view on, like, how blacks are treated in the US. So he has a song called King James, which, like, is sort of a tribute to LeBron James and how he thinks that he's really given, like, black people a... a <laughs> forgotten the word. Like... He's allowed them to make progress and uh, done more to give them equal opportunities. So there's that. Um, and most of all, it's just an enjoyable, feel-good album. Um, and you can't really help but smile because the guy himself has a huge, wide smile with great teeth, which he uh, took the mick out of with his one of his tours recording the best teeth in the game. So, yeah, I'd I'd recommend that if you're a fan of soul, if you're a fan of R and B, even if you're a fan of hip hop, like there's some there's some modern stuff in there, and it's accessible to pretty much anyone, really. Um, cool. and and then if you like that, you can go back. And he's got a hip hop album. He's got one that's more hip hop based, but also soul called Oxnard. And then there's there's his breakthrough album Malibu in 2015 so yeah i'd recommend that cool i've got a film that i watched uh it's a netflix it's the netflix original okia or okja sorry i forgot they pronounced the j uh which although it is a netflix original it is quite like interesting and imaginative because it comes from the director bong joon ho who directed Snowpiercer and Parasite, which uh, Snowpiercer is more of a cult classic, but Parasite won Best Picture this year at the Oscars, so it's well acclaimed. So it's that director. So it's got some good directing, uh, and it's about this super pig that has been raised by this girl in Korea, uh, but it's going to be used by a corporation back in America. Oh, I can't, I can't remember what the corporation's called now. But they basically want to capture it and turn it into meat and all of this stuff because they've been mass producing them. Uh, and the sending the pigs off to different farmers to raise them is kind of a publicity stunt. Uh, so it's kind of like a, I guess, comedy drama with adventure and action thrown in there as well. So there's some great comedy in it. Uh, and some also really good acting, like the lead i would say who, who seems to be listed quite far down i can't actually find it now <laughs> but 
the cast is really good. Like Paul Dano, who I actually really like as an actor, but is usually in more odd films, like uh, I think Little Miss Sunshine and Swiss Army Man are his two big ones. So he's brilliant in it. And it kind of follows the battle between trying to bring this super pig home. Uh, so it's funny, it's got good action. Uh, it's also quite disturbing in parts as well. Uh, and on the whole, it's good. Mainly good plot, but I think maybe the ending's a bit weak. But I think that's kind of how it's supposed to be. Because uh, it's not going to be really a happy ending, but it kind of is. But I, I thought it was a pretty good film. Maybe not like the best. Maybe not the best that Bong Joon-ho has done, but definitely worth watching, especially if you have Netflix. Groovy. Nice. You've um, heard of Snowpiercer. So, in light of Birdemic, I want to recommend a film. I won't really call recommend, but <laughs> talk about a film that uh, if you think the opening of Birdemic is excruciating, then wait till you see the ending of this. The scene where <laughs> clearly drunk Carrie Fisher sings a rendition of the Star Wars theme about Life Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special, 1978. I'm going to mute my mic. Which is <laughs> an amazing... <laughs> 2.1 on IMDb. It's higher than building. Yep. It basically, for some reason, incorporates loads of different plots. The main one being Chewbacca and his family. Atitricut, Lumpawaru, and Mallet Book. <laughs> Celebrating Life Day. Uh, it also has strange adverts for well, one's a cooking program for a woman with four arms, and one is like this stuttering, breaking down robot. It also has, for some reason, I think the first ever introduction to Boba Fett in this trippy cartoon, uh, which is just randomly placed in the middle. Then. There's also a scene in Mos Eisley where we have a woman, like the bartender, is singing a song to try and get everyone out of the bar. And then there's this creepy man who's pouring drinks in his head. Um, so basically, for some reason, George Lucas thought this would be a good idea, but he's since gone on to say that he would like to smash all copies of it and destroy every single copy that exists. Uh, but I'd say it's probably the most iconic Star Wars film ever released. <laughs> <laughs> and I would recommend to anyone who likes Star Wars, I guess, if you want to get it all ruined for you. I've not actually seen it. I know you two have. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, managed to not see it. No, it's like Birdemic level. It's you need to <laughs> yeah. see it. We'll, we'll we'll watch it at some point. Is it recommended viewing? I mean, required viewing. Sorry. Yeah. Here it is. Actually... If you want, if you want to remain our special guest, you need to watch it. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'd better hurry up then. Gee. I wonder if there's a Blade <laughs> Runner holiday special. <laughs> the best part about it too is it was meant to be a whole franchise. Like there was meant to be a whole series. Uh, luckily they just kept it this <laughs> oh yeah I forgot about the scene where and do you remember the Chewie's dad um, in some sort of like VR oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> he's enjoying himself a bit too much <laughs> okay. so I'm not gonna ask no you need to watch it I don't want any spoilers. It's been a while since I've seen it, so this I may contain spoilers. Hope I've summed it up in a. Oh, you've left it. Way. You've you've left it ominous enough that uh, people will want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we're if we're going in that vein, there's one one last thing I want to recommend. Um, 
we all watched it recently um, for my my quarantine birthday party. It was the one and only Cool Cat Saves the Kids by Derek Savage. Uh, an amazing an amazing movie. Um, not at all compared to Birdemic in how in terms of quality and entertainment because of its terribleness. Um, it seems it's a sort of anti-bullying movie, I guess, um, with the, the protagonist being um, a, a, an anthropomorphic cat um, <laughs> called Cool Cat because he's cool. Um, we, we don't go into we don't go into yeah we we don't go into the um the biology behind that because his his mum is also a, a cat and his dad is uh daddy derek derek savage the one and only um and so the movie is him and uh this girl i've forgotten her name um just going around beating bullies and eventually by the end of the movie after a couple of um interesting incidents one of which involves a gun they um they managed to turn one of the bullies back to being back to being cool, back to being a, a gangster, you know, like a but a good gangster, not a bad gangster. Obviously, there's um in 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 the style of Birdemic, there's a whole subplot where Cool Cat goes to Hollywood and um, <laughs> he he goes on the red carpet with uh, Derek Savage and I think it's don't forget the four by three PNG of the Cool Cat Hollywood star on the oh, yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> Definitely wasn't edited. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I think that was a little bit meta, actually. But like, oh my, it was. It's it's such. It's so. It's so bad. It's good. Just like Birdemic, you need to watch it. Um, yeah. There and there's just a few little details that like, I was just laughing so much. Like, um, there's one scene when they are. Uh, facing the bullies and in like a local neighborhood someone comes out of the house sees what's going on turns around goes back in their house <laughs> just the background <laughs> which like of course you would if there's like a guy in a cat suit but like a literal cat suit not like that type of cat suit <laughs> talking to some kids like and then best of all it has um <laughs> apparently it has a famous porn star playing a policeman um who has some amazing acting <laughs> really does so 10 out of 10 would recommend for fans of birdemic yeah if you want a fun weekend then you can watch birdemic holiday special and cool cat yeah <laughs> Groovy. Well, we've still got like <clears throat> five, ten minutes. So, is there anything anyone wants to talk about, or do we want to just leave a little bit early? No, I've got something. Uh, I was thinking, this is like the renaissance of the podcast, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, thought to myself, are there any films where the reboots are better than the original? Ooh. So I got a list on the internet, but. Can you think of anything? It's really um, difficult to think of the fly, maybe. I mean, I'm not going to say there's a wrong answer, but it's not down there. Yeah. Is, oh, oh, sorry. Oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was. It did reboot a film from 1958. Yeah. So it was probably quite easy to make a bit better. <laughs> probably like Godzilla. <laughs> but it was David. Yeah. Cameron. Oh, it's Godzilla on there. Well, uh, well, there was King Kong. Shout out to Custard Kong. Oh yeah, shout shout out to Custard Kong. You're the guy. Yeah, just like um, Godzilla and King Kong movies, they're gonna be pretty much the similar plots anyway. So it's just yeah. a matter of the visual effects getting a bit better. The other ones on there, there was Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, yeah, hmm. that's brilliant. Uh, I've actually seen Batman, the Batman Begins, and I guess that whole trilogy, but. It's not. It's quite hard to say with things like that because, so with Bond as well, there's a lot of yeah. renditions of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, there was Scarface. Wait, wait, that was a reboot. Yeah. 
the I think that was one from like the thirties or something. Oh yeah, nineteen thirty-two. <laughs> it. And then hmm. instead of Amazing Spider-Man. No. I don't agree with you, but <laughs> maybe not. Oh, well, maybe if you talk about the third film. If you put if you pit Amazing Spider-Man two against Spider-Man three. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think the Amazing Spider-Man one is okay. Yeah, it's nothing special, but it's it's all right. It's enjoyable, I guess. Yeah. It's not something I'd own on. So, I'd want to own on DVD. I do. I, do. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I didn't I own all the Marvel films. I think I've got all the. Oh no, we we've got all like the Spider-Man films up to Amazing Spider-Man two. That was no, like. Yeah, it's not a. DVDs. I guess. I guess like Homecoming is better than like. Spider Man 2, Spider Man 3, yeah. both Amazing Spider Mans. Yeah. Well, no, well, and the Amazing Spider Mans and Spider Man 3. If it's uh, like the third rendition, rendition or something, then is it really a reboot? Yeah. I yes. Guess. I'm trying to think yeah. of other like, actual, like reboots. Yeah. yeah. I recently watched Hellboy on Netflix. Um, oh, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it in the original, but. I've seen the original. The original is great fun. Yeah, I watched the David Harbour one. Oh dear. Put it on the list. <laughs> Should not talk about that. Oh wait, Star Trek. Star Trek The Next Generation, right? People like that one more. Or is that controversial? Is that... Some people like The Next Generation more. I've not actually seen any of them. I guess it kind of is. Although apparently... It's not them. It's so not the longest list ever, but hopefully we can break that tradition and come back better than ever. Oh yeah, oh, yeah us. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> That's where <laughs> this is going. Yeah. We can do it. We can do it, guys. Okay. Subscribe to the channel. Get this, When we get to 100, 100 subscribers, we'll do a, 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 a face reveal. Only if it's by episode 7, though. Yeah, if it's not by episode seven, then we what have to. What episode is this? Six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we've we've got a comment here by some mysterious person. Uh, it says, "Great job, guys. Very interesting." Oh yeah, I wonder who <laughs> Thank that. Thank you could a be. lot. I think he's called Dave. Oh, I know Dave. I'm, I know him very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, guys. Very interesting. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Whoever you are. <laughs> cool. So we'll we'll wrap up this episode then. Oh wait! Before we do, we've oh. had a third comment from another oh, mysterious what? person. What? Who is this? It's from someone called Thomas. Really, with the brilliant podcast <laughs> As guys. In special read. guest Thomas. No, because no, it says Thomas. Oh. oh yeah, it's Thomas, not Tom S. Yeah, come on. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. well, so if if you want to get in contact with us, four years. Yeah. Mm. Well, if we're gonna be a good reboot, then we need to we need to do as many episodes at least as our, as we first did. Yeah, it'll take <laughs> yeah. us to episode eight. No spin-offs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> episode 8.4. Epi- episode... Even have some more special guests. Oh no. We can't do that. Oh no. But then we'd have to kick Tom off. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> it's not like he could become a regular host. We have to kick him off. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get in contact with us, you can follow our Twitter, which we hardly ever check, at Podcast. <laughs> Or you can um, you can contact us via our website, which we haven't checked for longer than the Twitter. Um, <laughs> or you could just leave a comment on our, on the YouTube video. Uh, we'll be live streaming episodes every Friday. I think probably around four, but it might change depending on what happens in the day. Just sort of around four, like late afternoon. That sort of sort of time uh yeah thanks for watching
Alright, see ya. Alright, see ya. Yeah, that's entertainment.